Yeah, so today I get to continue our series on Proverbs. Uh, last week we looked at the beginning of Proverbs, the first chapters, and then today I'm going to be looking at the end of Proverbs, the epilogue, so the wife or woman of noble character. Um, women, if you're anything like me, you're probably thinking, no, I do this to us, uh, or who does she think she is preaching on this? Um, I hear you, I'll be honest, I didn't like the chapter, um, and that's why I chose to uh, look at it for this preach, um, because the preach is just such a great opportunity to delve deeper and take some time out into something that you don't get and wrestle with it until you do get it. And I'm utterly convinced um, that God is good, as we've been singing, um, that where God is, there is life. Where God is, there is power. Uh, where God is, there is love, there's grace. And if I can't find that in a passage in the Bible, then I Either there isn't God or I need to wrestle with it till I find all of that. And I had a good wrestle and hopefully um, you'll find that that's what I found today. Um, so, find where I'm at. Um, yeah, so the first bit of this passage, I'm just going to introduce the passage first. It's found in, like I said, the last chapter of Proverbs, um, but it's linked to the first chapter, um, which, we, which we looked at last week. Both chapters are bookends on either side of a big collection of wise things um, that is Proverbs. Uh, so it describes a woman who has chosen, not Coca-Cola, um, as we learned last week, or foolishness, but to fear the Lord. Um, she's a personification of wisdom. So we've looked at what wisdom is, or you will have looked at what wisdom is through the book of Proverbs, and then she is a personification of all of that. What is personification? Have we got any primary age kids here to help me? I've got one. Anyone know what personification is? Yeah. Is it when you say a sound as a word, like bang? Say a sound, ooh. I'm thinking I'm linking it to people, though. I think it needs to be linked more to people. Anyone, any idea? No, yes, yes. It's when you make an object sound like a person. Okay, so can you think of an example? The clouds walked along the sky. Ah, I like that. Okay, so we're putting some sort of person attribute to something. Well done, thank you very much. Um, yes, yeah, so this woman in Proverbs 31 isn't necessarily a real woman, um, but she is... Uh, the person who's writing about her is describing what wisdom looks like through a person. Um, and so using people language there. Um, in the first chapter of Proverbs, so I'm thinking here about how it links back to that first chapter. The, the, the beginning of Proverbs, the first chapter that we looked at last week, and then the end of Proverbs, and how well they link. So in the first chapter, we learned that wisdom is worth more than rubies. And then in Proverbs 31, at the end, we learned that the woman of noble character is worth more than rubies. Um, at the start of Proverbs, we learned that he who finds wisdom receives favor from the Lord. And then in Proverbs 31, at the end, we learn that he who finds the woman of noble character also receives um, favor from the Lord. So they, they bookend the whole of um, the Proverbs um, and, and sum it up really well. Um, so Proverbs 31 is also an acrostic poem. Do you know what an acrostic poem is? Again, my any, any idea of acrostic poem? Yeah, go on. Thank you. When every sentence starts with a letter, and when those letters are put in a line, it spells out a word. I love that, yeah. So you're putting all the letters, let's say of your name. What is your name? 
I, oh, that'd be a nice, a nice short acrostic poem there. So if we had I, then M, then Y, and then we think of a word maybe that described you for I, then M, then Y. Um, yeah, so it's an acrostic poem, but it's a much, much more complicated than Imi because this acrostic poem uses every single letter in the Hebrew alphabet in order, um, and then every verse in this poem starts with a letter from uh, the next, the successive letter in the Hebrew um, alphabet. Um, so... The poem is written by the mother of Kim Lemuel, or which is basically the queen, to her son. And we're just going to read through it together first. So, uh, the wife or woman, I'm going to say today, of noble character. A wife of noble character, who can find? She's worth more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. <laughs> she brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax. Wool, what's wool? Where do we get wool from? Sheep, yeah. So you kind of take the, the wool of the sheep and, and turn that into uh, yarn, is it? That you can knit, I'm not very good. This, this woman here would definitely have a Pinterest site. I don't have a Pinterest site. I'm not good at any of this. Uh, so she selects wool and flax. So flax is made out of plants. I put a picture there for you. Um, she actually made linen and clothes out of plant and turned plant into cotton and then turned that into clothes. Um, people were very talented um, back then. I think uh, I wouldn't have survived. Uh, she works with eager hands. She's like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. Oh, my clicker. Uh, she's clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. So she's basically a social influencer. Uh, she watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. She gets up while it's still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard, so growing grapes. Uh, she sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable, so she's making money, um, and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. I had to look that one up as well. Uh, so the spindle is something that spins around and turns the wool or the flax into a long line of yarn. Um, and then the distaff, you would uh, keep spinning that to like put the yarn onto so you could sell it to someone, I guess. Um, she opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. Um, I had to look that one up as well. Apparently, you've got to be quite rich if you're going to clothe your family in scarlet. You've got to dye the uh, cotton in some eggs of insects to make it scarlet-colored. So it basically says that she's quite upper-class woman. Um, she makes coverings for her bed. She clothes, she's clothed in fine linen and purple. So again, upper-class, the, the, the rich, the royalty wore purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate. So she's chosen a, a respected husband where he takes a seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. So basically that thing that you tie around your dressing gown to hold it all together. Um, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her and let her works bring her praise at the city gate.
Um, so, women and girls, as I read this, if, any, if you're anything like me, you probably uh, felt your head and your heart drop a little bit, and you're thinking, oh, I'm nothing like that, and I can't do um, any of those things. Um, there may also be a few boys and men who sat up at, uh, while I was reading through that and sort of gave some knowing glances to their wives, like, you need to be listening to this. You could learn something from it. Uh, <laughs> um, and so... <laughs> And that's the thing that I didn't like about this before I approached it. And that's the thing that I've been wrestling with through it. So let's delve into it a little bit further. So the first um, thing I do when you're preaching on something like this is you Google it. Uh, so I Google Proverbs 31, woman, and I was inundated with pink, flowery study Bibles and books on how to be a good Proverbs 31 woman. There was an inv invite to a women's conference that could teach me how to be a good Proverbs 31 woman. Uh, I could get, I've got a picture here of it. There's some books. I could get a bookmark to keep in my book so every day I can pray through uh, and ask God to teach me and help me to become a better Proverbs 31 woman. So teach me to be a woman of virtue and noble character and so on and pray through the Proverbs 31. You could even get yourself a che little checklist to check through and make sure you're being a good Proverbs 31 woman. Um, mm. Uh, I also found, which was very exciting, and we're going to have to delve into this one a little bit deeper, I also found bingo cards on how to be a Proverbs 31 woman. So, naturally, we're going to have to play Proverbs 31 bingo before I get serious here. We're going to do it slightly differently here uh, to how you might normally do bingo. I'm going to come round with some bits of paper just now and some pens, and you're going to make yourself a grid like a noughts and crosses grid on your bit of paper. And then what I want you to do is pick any nine of those 19 words or phrases and stick one of them in each of the nine uh, squares that you've drawn um, and then we're going to draw out some names and if you get a straight line there's some chocolate, if you get a full house there's some chocolate as well. So just bear with me a minute while I hand out paper and pens. Aaron do you want to hand? She speaks wise words. She's a social influencer. Makes clothes from plants. <laughs> yeah? Oh, you're going you're to have to split it. You're going to have to split it between you. Three, three squares each. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well done. Thank you, Toby. Okay, so, oh, I'm sorry. Who had eight? Hands up if you had eight. Yeah, oh, so close. Sorry. Um, so, uh, women and girls, women and girls, back to us. It's this tick list approach, the Proverbs 31 woman that I wanted to challenge today. Um, a tick list of the things that women um, and girls need to do in order to be a good and pleasing woman. Um, I'm not sure if in uh, real life I could manage uh, three of those things in a straight line and get them done uh, in one day. Definitely not a full house. I know I can't achieve a full house. Um, so chapter leaves me feeling a little bit like I failed, like a disappointment. Um, but like I said at the start, I don't believe that that is what God wants us to come away from this with, because I believe uh, to the bottom of my heart that wherever there is God, there is life, there is power, there is grace, there is love. Um, and so if I can't find that, then I need to keep searching until I do. Um, so I did. 
and this is what I found out. First off, and I really don't get why this hadn't occurred to me before, but this chapter isn't actually written for women or girls. It's written by a queen to her son. Um, so her son was going to be king soon, and she was giving him wisdom um, and uh, advice. It's basically dating advice for young men. Um, so if I was to Google, Google Proverbs 31, what I should actually come up with when I Google Proverbs 31 women is a load of books and conference invites for men um, on uh, how to find the Proverbs 31 women, maybe, um, rather than the pink flowery books that I did find. So I'm going to address the boys first, um, but I just want to qualify here before I do that God is not saying, and the primary aged here will be very relieved to know, um, that you need to get married or have a girlfriend or be a girlfriend. If a girlfriend, however noble, seems like a ridiculous idea to you, then that is absolutely fine. You're in good company. Jesus uh, didn't have a girlfriend or a wife, and Paul says in the Bible that you can achieve a lot more in your life if you don't bother with that stuff, so it's absolutely fine. But if you're a boy here and you want some dating advice from the Bible... Uh, then listen up. So, the phrase we read uh, as the wife of noble character is, uh, in Hebrew, I guess, is pronounced eshet chayil, except you've got to do the ch as a ch. Eshet chayil. Give it a go. Eshet chayil. There you go. Uh, so, the, the phrase for a, a wife of noble character is, is eshet hail. Um, and so I looked at different translations of it. In the NIV, it obviously is the wife of noble character. That's what I started with. In the New Century Version, it's translated as a good wife. In the New Living Translation, eshet hail means a virtuous and capable wife. Now, this I particularly liked. In the New American Standard, it means an excellent wife. But in the common English Bible, it means a competent wife. So basically, if you as a woman fly from America to England, you go from being excellent to competent uh, just by moving, um, which kind of says something about, uh, the, yeah, <laughs> about the Americans' enthusiasm and our sort of being very conservative with our language. Um, but the boy's phrase, um, the, or Eshet Chayil's male equivalent, is Gibor Chayil, um, which is translated as man of valor, and it's often used to describe warriors in the Bible. Not warriors who are worried about things, but a warrior who's like, warrior. Um, so we could translate the um, Eshet Chayil, or the woman of valor, um, uh, as, uh, the, sorry, as the noble woman, as a woman of valor, um, or as a, a woman who is like a warrior. Um, I just want to read a little passage from this book. So this is uh, Rachel Held Evans, and she says, um, lost to English readers are the militaristic nuances found in the original language. She, where it says she provides food for her family, it literally translates as she provides prey for her family, like she goes down and hunts that food, uh, rather warrior-like. Her husband lacks nothing of value, is translated as he, literally he lacks no booty or stolen uh, goods. Uh, she watches over the affairs of the household, uh, literally translates as she spies over her household. Um, she girds herself with strength. Uh, this is where the term girding your loins comes from. I didn't realize that. Um, and I had to also look up what girding your loins was, I discovered. Um, so I'm going to show you how to gird your loins. What you do, you can do this if you're male or female. You get your big tunic or your skirt and you pull it all in front of you. 
then, of course, big tunic, big shirt, long down to your ankles. You can't run very much and you can't do much uh, hard work in it. So you pull it all to the front. Then you shove it through your legs and basically turn it into a pair of shorts. Pull it out the other side, split it in two, and then tie it round your waist. Um, and you've gone from having a skirt that you can't fight uh, or work hard or run in um, to some uh, pair of shorts, basically. Um, so if you want to, have a go at girding your loins, girls. Um, she can. Uh, it says in the Proverbs 31, she can laugh at the days to come, and it literally translates as um, she laughs in victory. So again, emphasizing that uh, she is a warrior-like um, woman. So actually, the dating advice from the Bible for boys is that when it comes to choosing a girlfriend uh, or a wife, choose a warrior. Again, not a warrior, but a warrior. Um, someone who can, uh, go, you can go to war with, um, someone who wants to fight the same battles that you want to fight, um, not about looks, um, but about finding someone who will fight alongside you. Not someone that you know is weaker than you, so you can always be the strong one, but someone who will fight, like I said, alongside you. Um, and then men, so there's the advice for the boys. Men, this got really interesting. Uh, this is what I learned when I googled Eshet Hayil. Um, it turns out that in Jewish culture, Proverbs 31 is not taught to the women in pink flowery books. It's actually memorized by the men who then sing it to their wives every Friday night at the Sabbath meal. I googled it and I found a video clip. So should we have a look at it? And he literally sings the whole of Proverbs 31. Um, so every Friday in Jewish culture, the women cook a right big slap-up meal, and then the men sing about how valorous and amazing they are. Uh, that is poetry that is good for marriage. Uh, so the Jews, this is what I think uh, really got, uh, got me and what I wanted to take away from this is that the Jews see it as a blessing to sing over their women. It's unconditional. It's celebrating women and what they do, particularly those overlooked day-to-day -day wise actions that you make, um, but a relatively boring. You're buying, you're trading, you're investing, sowing, preparing for each season, providing food for everybody, charity work, and so on. Um, but the important thing for me was that there was no judgment in there from the men, or more importantly, from us women, um, about whether we deserve to be told that we are a woman of valor, um, and whether, we whether they deserve to have that um, song sung over them. Um, it's just completely non-judgmental. It's essentially the Jewish version of You Go Girl, the American uh, uh, go for it. Um, and it turns out, therefore, that we've turned this Jewish poem of encouragement into an assignment or a tick list when that's not exactly how it was intended to be. Um, so Jewish men will say the words eshet hayil, apparently. They don't have to sing it all the time, but they would say the word eshet hayil whenever their woman has done something particularly valorous. So if she has, for example, cooked a particularly good meal, they would just go eshet hayil, or woman of valor, or you go, girl. Um, if she has uh, survived a day with a two-year-old, then she will get a you go, girl, or an eshet hayil. If she... Um, um, has survived a day at work and stumbles home with a box of pizza, then she'll definitely get an Eshet Hayil, uh, you go girl, woman of valor. Um, so an encouragement that's used regularly by Jewish men. Um, I also want to point out 
that the phrase uh, woman of valor isn't used just about wives, but it's about all women. Um, Ruth in the Bible was also described by Boaz as Eshet Hayil, um, and she uh, didn't have any children. She was a widower, and her life looked nothing like that upper class uh, Proverbs 31 woman. But Boaz still said of her that all the people of our town know that you are a woman of valor, and Eshet Hayil. So we as a family have been in Cumbria for about eight years which isn't very long. Uh, But one thing that we definitely noticed very early on when we moved here, uh, Matt was working in probation and cams um, and me in schools, uh, was that women, not in church, but in the wider community, are often treated with very little respect. Domestic violence is shockingly rife in Cumbria, certainly compared with Leeds, where we were at before. Um, I I teach in school, Uh, I teach many young secondary school age boys who have appalling attitudes towards girls, appalling attitudes towards their mothers as well. I found it quite shocking. I'm sure that there are many secondary age kids here who have heard uh, far more than I get to hear as well and it's really sad that 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 happens to you. Um, It's in the way that the young men talk about girls, it's in the way they talk to girls and the way that they treat them as well. The other day in a tutor group, I've got a year 11 tutor group and I've known them since year seven, so we know each other really well. And we were discussing Andrew Tate, who has some questionable opinions on uh, women in our tutor group, because the lads really wanted to discuss him. Um, And one of the lads who, like I say, I've known for many years, and this was not, uh, he wasn't being malicious or anything like that, it was completely innocent. Um, But he he said, but miss, women are lazier than men. They are lazier, it's just a fact. So why can't he say that? I was taken aback by that. And like I say, he didn't even say it with a smile on his face. He wasn't trying to shock me or anything like that. He just genuinely really believed that. Again, more shocking is the fact that I've had so many emails from his mom about him and his well-being, and I haven't had any from his dad, or during lockdown when I was chasing all my tutor group up repeatedly. uh, He wouldn't get any work done when he was at his dad's for the week, but he would have to catch up on twice as much when he was with his mom. So I don't know where he's got this idea from, but he had this deep-seated belief that women are lazier than men, um, and and it's just a fact. And so, of course, all of this means that there are a lot of young girls and women in Cumbria who have very low self-worth. When I first started teaching, I did a project. You had to do a project for your PGCE. And I can't even remember what it was about, but I'd done a questionnaire. And what really came out of this questionnaire, incredibly shocking to me, like I said, I don't even remember what the questionnaire was about, was but I was questioning the kids before they started a task and after they'd done a task to see what their attitudes were. And it was just a huge divide between the male and female. You'd have the, so many girls who just had very, very low opinions of themselves before they did it and then after they'd done it as well. And then a lot of the young lads who had very high opinions of themselves um, before and after, when actually the reality and the grades was was entirely different. Um, so in Cumbria, I definitely feel like we have a lot, a lot of women who have a very low opinion of themselves. They don't have uh, husbands or fathers or uh, sons who are uh, encouraging them, certainly don't have someone singing uh, a valorous woman over them every Friday night around the dinner table. Um, And so a lot of young women here don't feel very empowered or significant. Um, So I'm going to finish here, but I want to finish in prayer, and I want you guys to help me in this prayer. What we're going to do is I'm going to pray, and then we're going to make, well, we're going to make our own acrostic poem that is the Church of God in Cumbria speaking over the women and young girls of Cumbria. So we're going to go through every letter of the alphabet, 
I'm going to pray. I'll give, you, I'll give you all a letter. I'm going to pray, and then we're just literally going to go around A to Z, words that we can think of that are words of encouragement to speak over women of Cumbria. And of course, it's good for the women, but it's also good for the men and the boys as well. So I'll divide us into... Okay, so I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to say A, and hopefully... A will shout out their word and then followed immediately by B who will shout out their word, followed by C who will shout out their word. And if it goes smoothly, we'll get round the whole room without any hesitation, deviation or repetition. Okay, so let's pray. Are we all happy? Are we all happy with your word? Let's pray then. Yeah, Father God, thank you. Father, we want to seek wisdom in our lives. Because it's worth more than rubies, worth more than anything that this world has to offer. We pray that we would all, young, old, male, female, seek to be your mighty warriors. Seek to fight battles alongside you. Choose to fear you alone. Father God, help us to champion the sisters, the girls, the women in our lives, to stand strong against a current of culture that seeks to break down and destroy. Help us instead to bring encouragement and life, to bring your earth-shattering love and power and grace in other people's lives. So Father God, we as a church in Cumbria speak over the women and girls of Cumbria with encouragement. We say that you are a... Thank you. B? Thank you. C? Thank you. D? Thank you. E? Excellent. F? What was that? Fantastic. G? Sorry? God-fearing. You have G. H? Thank you. Very loud. I? Thank you. Inspirational. J? Joyful. Thank you. K? Kind-hearted, thank you. L. Loved. Loved, well done. L. M. Thank you. N. Noble, Noble. I love that. L. M. N. O. Outstanding. M. O. P. Praiseworthy, thank you. Q. Okay, well done. R. Thank you. Respected. S. Seriously super strong. Strong arms. T. Terrific. T. U. Thank you, undeterred. V. Oh, I love that. Victorious. T U V W. Worthwhile. X. Excellent with an X. Yeah, yep. Uh, y. Um, I'm going to say you are the apple of God's eye. Uh, and Z. I'm going to say zeal for God's house uh, consumes you. Uh, and all the people said. Thank you. Thank you very much.